daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to The Sand the Pit, the podcast that will tell you who took those lunches. That damn Sasquatch. Um, is that from Strange Wilderness? No, it's from the film we watched in our last episode, Billy Madison. <laughs> Holy shit, was it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when? Who said it? When they go on the school trip where the kids all wet themselves. There's like a little oh, old yeah. lady doing the tour. And they oh, say yeah, someone yeah. took all the lunches and she says it's the Sasquatch, but it's just the bus driver, Chris Farley. Oh, right, yeah. And then she says, like, if peeing yourself is cool, then I'm... Miles Davis. Miles Davis, yeah. That's Good. it. Very Good film. <laughs> so, welcome, yeah, to The Sandler Pit. This is the podcast where we watch and talk about every single Adam Sandler TV show and film and appearance. And also, coming back to host a comedy show that we both don't care about. <laughs> what are we covering this week? This week, we're covering Happy... Gi- no, we're covering... <laughs> The Saturday Night Live one night only. Is that what it's called? Um, I am going to Google it because I keep saying it's the wrong thing. But it's the 40th anniversary SNL thing. It's, oh my God. It says here it's three and a half hours. <laughs> no. No, no I'm, seeing, I'm seeing that it's an hour and 46. Okay, but it says here that it's I, three I saw and a half that it was 106 hours, hours where, I, where I last looked. But yeah, now I'm seeing three hours of drivel. Is that with adverts, maybe? With commercials, 211 minutes. Holy shit. That is unbelievable. That's way too long. Are we going to watch it? Yeah, we still do. Like, we're in the middle of fucking... I can't even see his name. I can't see Adam Sandler's name. (laughs) Mate, I feel sick. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe we're finding this out live. It's probably really off my like intro a little bit. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I don't really like to watch it. <laughs> oh, oh God. God. This is so long. Okay, so basically we thought we'd watch the SNL uh, 40th anniversary special. I thought it'd be an easy episode. Luke said the other day, we definitely need to do SNL 40. I thought, I don't know why you said that. Why did you say that? We were going to do the shortcut. I think because I saw it on Letterboxd and I was like, right, let's get that out of the way. Right, I see. We can get to the good stuff like Father of the Year and Joe Dirt. <laughs> We've already done an SNL episode about a year and a bit ago, I think. What's we your opinion on that? This. We should have just watched this then. Yeah, this should have just been it because I didn't expect it to be this long. What's your history of SNL? Well, it's mostly on this podcast. We've probably <laughs> already put it to record, but um, really it's like a show that I was kind of semi-aware of through like the odd good sketch. And there's that sort of thing that like... yeah. We're in the UK where it's not really shown that much. And there's like a nice filter through where like you're only going to see the ones that are probably quite good. But we've broken that down by exploring it a bit more. And um, (laughs) I've not really enjoyed what I've seen. I feel like every episode of it is like an hour and 10 minutes long. So I'm not surprised that this special one is three hours long. Because I feel like it does go on a bit too long and it's full of filler usually. Um, A lot of good talents come from it though. Good comedians, funny people like... A lot of big big comedy names did get their start on this, so there is something to it. Hopefully this special will be full of the good mm. things, not the bad yeah, ones. Yeah, I agree. You? And 
I think like there's they're very hit and miss. I think that different casts have had their strengths and weaknesses. Again, we're British, so we don't get this shit here. We just we might get recommended a Kylo Ren undercover boss sketch on YouTube, mm. and that'll be it. Yeah. I saw one that got like was immediately on the home page of like YouTube, which was the Mario Kart SNL Last of Us parody. I watched it. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. That's Did you watch great. it on our Sandler Pit one? Because I think that's why I saw no, it. No, I saw it on TikTok. Oh, why did I see it then? Yeah, it was all right. I think it's got its moments. Uh, I think there's some standout cast members, which are Carl Mooney and uh, Beck Bennett. I think they're really funny. Uh, I really like Please Don't Destroy. And Martin Hurley, is obviously the son of Tim Hurley. So mm-hmm. a bit of a connection to this. I really like Andy Samberg and Lonely Island. I love Bill Hader. I love yeah. a lot of the late nights, uh, the late 2000s stuff. Uh, I like that What's Up With That sketch, which they keep doing. That's quite funny. don't know if I've seen that. that and you that's like about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, most of SNL, especially the 90s era, which we watched last time, I find I can't abide. <laughs> I can't abide the silliness. I can't find it, mate. I sometimes just think when I see it that it feels like a show that's been written that week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It does feel like that, doesn't it? It's weird. Mm, It doesn't feel refined. It feels quick. Yeah. I think there's probably something about how it grows comedian in America's like writing style or voice or comedy style or whatever. And Mm. and like you say, a load of good comedians have come from this show. But I find this... uh, awful to watch especially the old ones i'm like holy shit this is terrible oh really especially oh, yeah, like just the 90s the 90s but the original stuff the the chevy chase i'm like oh no really it's not me. doesn't hold up for me personally oh, God. i think it's it's nauseating most of the sketches are boring and then they suddenly just end <laughs> and then it's like all oh, right it's just ended there's no like punchline really everyone it just ends they stop doing it and I'm i always like, think about how uh, Tim Robinson I think a lot of his yeah. sketches on I think you should leave were like rejected SNL ones and he that, got fired off crazy. it and that show's so good and those sketches are like some of the best sketch comedy that you see in recent years that show is the, one of the best comedy shows going and yeah, yeah the fact that they were like kind of cold on him it kind of says everything you've really got to expect from SNL's brand of comedy mm-hmm. I know that they steal a lot of material from a lot of uh different kind of darker comics in the US I think they've right. been they've been known to kind of steal jokes that oh really and kind of tell them worse <laughs> <laughs> I I always just feel like the ones that I I've seen in recent weeks and stuff mm. is like they'll make a sketch out of a tweet that went viral like a month ago Ooh. there's quite a lot of that like they did a sketch of did you see the Miss World thing when the woman that said France just like shouted it like France no. Well, they just co- <laughs> they just copied it. It was like a viral video, and they just copied it. They didn't add anything. Oh, God. It was like Aubrey Plaza just shouted it. That was it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of this, oh, look how funny this bit is, or whatever. And I'm mm. just like, I don't care. And again, like if you're doing a live show every week for 50 years, 90% of the shit's going to be naff, but there's yeah. going to be like 10% good stuff. But I don't have time for the naff. Well, it's like if this was just on stage... That would be it. It would be performed. And then unless it was a real hit and you perform it around loads of places, it would just be with the audience that were there on that night and then it'd be gone. But because this is on a TV show, it's recorded. It doesn't age well. Like you can't, I don't know. 
it might feel timely at the time, but it's not going to in like 10 years time. Yeah. You know what? You want to hear something really depressing, mate? Yeah, go on. This podcast. <laughs> this, yeah, this this podcast isn't going to date well. Jesus. No. This aired originally February 15th, 2015. So that means we're two years away from SNL 50th anniversary oh, special. 51 will be a big deal, won't it? 100%. And Adam Sandler's definitely going to do it. Yeah. And we'll definitely have to do it. Did he definitely host this or is he just in sketches? I don't know, mate. I can't even see his name. I That's don't even know really... if this is a compilation of sketches or if it was a new thing. I think they did what? a song like him and Andy Samberg did a song for this. I've seen that song. Right. But I'm really, I'm going through it now. I just want a quick minute to like look and I just can't see his name. He is in it. I saw it today. But are I'm you guessing sure? We're gonna get... Yeah, he is. It's on his um, IMDb and he's letterboxed. But All right. Yeah. He's apparently as Opera Man. We're going to be getting Opera Man. We're going to be getting Wayne's World. We're probably going to get Coneheads. We're going to get. We're going to be getting Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. We're going to get. What's the one that they did recently? Bob and Star go to Vista Del Mar. We're probably going to get some of that. <laughs> Wayne's World. We've got Wayne's World. Definitely got Wayne's Kanye West is in this. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you remember him? <laughs> oh, my go- goodness. Don't look who does uh, music performances because there's some uh, there's some big hits there. I've heard there's a lot and... of Miley Cyrus in this. Oh, God. They do an in-memoriam section like we do sometimes. Oh, God. Well, do you know what? It's it's a curiosity piece. I'm definitely not watching it all in one go. I am going to try and watch it all in one go. Um, no, I'm saying right but now I'm definitely not. Apparently, oh my God, there's 81 performers credited in the opening sequence. You know, that opening sequence which goes on forever and they're all like trying to be oh, cool yeah. walking around New York. No! <laughs> 81 of them! <laughs> oh my it's God. That's like trying to look cool in New York City. Ah! Ordering a coffee at a stand. God, it better be like bam, bam, bam. If mm. it's 20 minutes of intros, I'm going to be fuming. I kind of think that's a little bit funny, but it's going to be very annoying. Oh, yeah. You're oh, saying well. it's funny. It'll be like too many cooks. Yeah, it will be like too many cooks, won't it? Fuck. <sighs> Lucky us. Every it's longer episode, than Endgame, mate. Every episode, we do a thing called the Sandler Scale which is a list of Adam Sandler's tropes that he's refined over his years on camera. They include things such as Alan Kovic cameo, fart yeah. joke, being a, a three and a half hour interest. anniversary special, <laughs> unfunny sketch. <laughs> 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 but yeah, we make a little bingo sheet of nine of these tropes each and we both tick them off as we go through and we see who can get a bingo the fastest. Yeah. Um, how do you think this is going to do for tropes? Yeah, they're all going to be there, aren't they, really? I mean, you've got three and a half hours, mate. Tim Meadows will probably appear. <laughs> I, I definitely saw his name. We should just do it as actors. <laughs> should we do the whole list? No, that's too much work. No, mate, mate I'm not doing a hundred tropes whilst watching a three and a half hour comedy special. For a, that's already dated because it was in 2015. All the I... references will be to The Force Awakens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going insane. <laughs> I bet they'll do Gangnam Style at one point. Oh, God, 100%. They're going to do some sort of, like... They're going to do an Avengers Age of Ultron bit. (laughs) I'll be like, oh, God. It'll be about Donald Trump starting his campaign, probably. Oh, no. (laughs) So much has happened in 10 years. So much. Yeah, they're going to be so unaware that a pandemic's going to strike us down. 
Yeah. In five oh. years after this. Yeah. I think there'll be a lot of tropes anyway. I'm not looking forward to it. No, me neither. Um, You've aged three years since we found out that it's three hours long. <laughs> I've seen those bags <laughs> under your eyes. They filled up. I've suddenly become really weary and really grumpy and upset. Do you know what <laughs> we should do? Because we're obsessed with getting fit. While we watch this, should we do like a star jump every time we don't laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Or a star jump every time we do laugh. We'll probably do five by the end of the three yeah. hours. Oh, we're ragging on it quite early on, early doors. This might be really fun, really nice. Yeah. I like to go in with low expectations, to be fair. I'm just being grumpy because it's really long. I could watch Billy Madison uh, two and a half times. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's disgusting to me. Or Spanglish twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's get down to it. Should we go and watch it? Yeah, so grab your... Uh, if, okay. Conehead. Hang on. So what I need you to do is I need you to grab your Fred Armisen, Dan Akron, Alec Baldwin, Vanessa Bayer, Jim Belushi, Candice Bergen, Wynn Butler, Jim Carrey, Dana Carvey, Chevy Chase, Lucy Kay, Ellen Glycon, Bradley Cooper, Billy Crystal, Jane Curtin, Miley Cyrus, Larry David, Peter Davidson, Robert De Niro, Michael Douglas, Rachel Tratch, Jimmy Spoilers, Fallon, De Niro's in it. Oh shit, yeah, I'm just shouting out spoilers. That means yeah, De Niro's going to be in New York. Watch. He's going to be doing <laughs> something about Dirty Grandpa, or whatever it's called. <laughs> He's going to be doing Taxi Driver, isn't he, in the intro? <laughs> You're talking to me? Oh, and then he's just staring at the audience. I don't know, I fucking hate it. He's t- saying he's talking. You're talking to me, and then he's going to be looking in the mirror, and it's going to be a uh, Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> Live from New York, it's Saturday night. <laughs> oh, horrible. Um, all right, let's go. Let's go watch it. Yeah, see you in a bit. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. Live from New York, it's Saturday night. And we are back. We've aged forty years. <laughs> We've watched a broadcast that felt like it went on for 40 years. <laughs> and it was to celebrate 40 years of Saturday Night Live. Luke Thomas, can you tell us a little bit about the format of this show that we watched? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to ask me what the story was. <laughs> That's the really story. Did. Uh, so the format of this is that it's basically like an awards night, nearly. It, hmm. it feels like an awards night. It's filmed where SNL's filmed, but it's filmed on a Sunday, not a Saturday. They have all of the cast from the last 50, 40 years or whatever of SNL. They're all there in tuxedos and black tie. Uh, They're all in the audience laughing at their own jokes. And basically it's like an introduction of or celebration of different performers, different musicians and SNL's rich history of comedy done through like a montages of old SNL clips and then new clips and new sketches done on the day, I think. And yeah, it's basically that over and over again for two and a half hours. Luke, what did you think of SNL's 40th anniversary special? Well, there's no point like mincing around it. We were messaging each other because we watched this kind (laughs) of in sync at the same time. (laughs) And we both had a very bad time with it. Yeah, really bad. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, like it won't be a surprise that we're not big fans of Saturday Night Live. We don't really get the no. humour. Most of it's lost on us. And this in particular was quite painful because it wasn't any new jokes. The whole, like all the laughs were just coming from remember this thing. Remember this time Chris Farley did this. Remember this time Steve Martin did this. Remember when this person said this. 
It was a lot of catchphrases, like 30 years after they happened, but repeated so much to the point where they don't really mean or have any purpose, I feel like. Mm. It feels really bad to be shitting on something that, like, is, you know, this famous, and they were all so happy. They were having a great time and whatever. But, like, I was watching this, and I think one of the things I said to you that I stand by a lot is that it feels like you're at a stranger's funeral, and everyone's (laughs) saying how great this thing is, but you don't know this person. And everyone's having this big emotional response and you're really struggling to tune into it because you've got no bloody idea what's happened and everyone's in suits, like at a funeral. Yeah, how did you feel watching this? I think I'd have had more more fun at a funeral. Um, This was really miserable, really long, really, Mm -hmm. really dull. I didn't like this at all. I think not only did it act as a montage of clips I'm not completely familiar with, some I were, I was as well, hmm. and I didn't appreciate those either. It felt like this quite, I don't know, arse-kissing, self-congratulatory, masturbatory bullshit mm-hmm. that no one on earth could possibly enjoy, except seemingly everyone does, except us. Yeah. it's This always has fans. I, was, I would text my friend this morning about it, and Andrew Oates, a uh, friend of the podcast, and he mm-hmm. said he watched this when it came out and he loved it. What? I know. We should have got insane. him on to explain it. I might just accost him. I might make him send a voice note, uh, <laughs> like why he thinks this was good. But yeah, this was just joyless, miserable nonsense for me. Mm, yeah. I did not have a good time. And I think as well, as a product of 2015, this really feels like a product of 2015. There's a lot of everyone who's hosting is a is like an old man, an old white man, and mm-hmm. then all the jokes are, oh, how come it's all old white men? <laughs> yeah. But there's no actual just like, oh, let's just maybe think about eye diversity or whatever or promote that a bit. It's just like, oh, let's joke about. It's just this annoying. Self-referent. I know that we're doing something wrong, but we're still going to do it mm. anyway. And just it's just a bunch of has-beens and <laughs> like rubbish <laughs> comedy. Really, really rubbish. I guess if they are looking back at the past, though, they can't have just been like, "Let's Photoshop in loads of like black women or something." That would have been a bit. Weird. No, but why bring it up why anyway? It up? Yeah. yeah, it's just annoying. Look how far we've come. Would have been good. Yeah, that would have been the emerging better. voices or something like that. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that would have made for the most hilarious content. But rather than just Melissa McCarthy coming on stage with Steve Martin and Tom Hanks, I mean, like, why is it always men who are hosting? It's like it's it's not though now, hmm. but you can't change the past. This is pointless. This statement is pointless. Yeah, it's just rubbish, man. Yeah. <laughs> just just rubbish. Well, especially because for the game that I've made that we'll play uh, later on. I was looking through like some of the casting and all that stuff. And there's always been like a mixed gender cast. It always has had a few women in it and whatever. And even the mm. hosts, there was a few, I think out of like the 10 in the first series, like three of them were female or something like that. You'd think like that would be okay. But I'm guessing that when it comes to it, it probably is just Steve Martin and Chevy Chase pissing around and then the women in the background reacting to it or something. But um, I just think it's such a shame that they did get back all these people, whether they're has-beens or not. Like, I can see why it would be exciting to see Eddie Murphy back on that stage or... Yeah, and Chevy Chase. All all the old cast and stuff, yeah. But why not write something new and interesting for them to Mm. do, like, funny sketches? There was, I think, three original sketches, I want to say, in this. Yeah. Was it the Dan Aykroyd blending a fish? 
which is just him recreating an old one, apparently. Yeah, uh, that looks... Word. Yeah. There's the Jeopardy one, which is like the game show, and they're all just doing impersonations of other celebrities. I think that could have been good, but kind of just wasn't. Yeah. Maybe there was like two impressions in it that were okay. I didn't mind Jim Carrey's Matthew McConaughey, but the rest of it, there wasn't much to it. And then there was the the Californians, which was a <laughs> sketch that went on for so long. Oh, it was so awful, mate. That was the worst bit, I think, for me. <laughs> I yeah. hate that sketch. <laughs> when I first heard their voices, like I've seen those sketches before. I laughed maybe just like an inside breathing laugh, mm. you know. A, but then it was like, this sketch has four scenes. It felt like just one of those in one episode would be fine. But yeah. also, again, I want to clarify, we're two British boys, okay? I don't know the difference between a New York and a Californian. It's it's whatever to me. They this all would sound be like stupid to us. Yeah, they all sound horrible and stupid and unfunny. <laughs> this would be like I guess it would be like an American kind of thinking about Essex accents and Yorkshire accents and stuff. It's like, mm. who cares? If you're not from that country. So for Californians and New Yorkians, that's probably really good. But there's no excuse for doing the same sketch four times. No. Each time less funny. And also, how many punchlines were there that it's like, oh, someone gets off with Betty White? Yeah, there was Three. quite a lot of that. Three times. Now <laughs> that she's passed away, it feels a bit harsh saying this, but why did no one tell her she wasn't doing the voice? She didn't do the voice. <laughs> she wasn't even doing it. <laughs> Or Taylor Swift, who just sounded like Paul Dan- uh, Peter Dante for some reason. Should we? Because I feel like we're just going to start yelling about random things. Should we go through the show like pretty much chronologically as it happened? Because I don't want to forget anything. Yeah, we re- can go roast. through it that way. <laughs> I'm probably not going to have much to say because I did two notes, which is like... Uh, no, two pages of notes, which yeah. is like a page for every hour and 20 that this thing lasted. <laughs> <laughs> so the show starts with Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake doing a a very unfunny rap mm-hmm. and mentioning song lyrics from SNL songs. See, this is supposed to be special, this performance, but I feel like those two have done that maybe 150 times on the Jimmy Fallon show. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I've never seen the Jimmy Fallon show because... I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like, even nah, without watching it, on YouTube, you've probably seen thumbnails of it. I feel yeah. like they do lip sync battle and or something else. Like they, It's just them two dancing on stage doing this exact thing. Like There's nothing special about this. Yeah, it doesn't feel like much, but, you know, I was like, whatever. You know, this whole thing, I think, would have been improved as, a, you know, in our Brendan Fraser episode, we watched the Actors Roundtable thing. Mm. I wish they'd just done an SNL roundtable. Maybe a couple of them had like random cast members, maybe a full cast or maybe a member from each cast. They sit around in a circle, they talk about SNL and the good old days and the production of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Nothing feels more like postmodern than the fact that this is just like, we're just saying this. Like we're just saying this thing that was funny. Like it's not funny now. We're just referencing it. References, references, references. That is all. This is two hours and 35 minutes of references, isn't it? Exactly. And it's not interesting. Like, I would have preferred to have, like, Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, all them lot, all kind of being like, oh, this was crazy. This this thing happened in the writing room, something that I didn't know about. Hmm. It reminds me, did you ever watch, um, is it Muppet Guys Talking? No, I haven't seen it. 
Oh, it's lovely. And it's just uh, all the Muppet performers who were kind of still with us from different generations as well. So there's some of the 90s ones, some of the early ones. And they were just there just talking about Jim Henson, talking about making the Muppets, talking about like one of them saying how they got a back injury from just doing that all the time. And yeah, it was it was just great just watching them talk. And I think that that's what this should have been like digging up the past and these really bland, boring sketches and redoing Mm. them. It just doesn't work, at least for me. They've probably done it before, but you'd think something like a... um... You know, like when they did the Harry Potter 20 years later mm, yeah. special thing. Like, why? I'm surprised it wasn't one of those kind of specials where it's just like they get certain members, pair them up, have talking heads, and it's a documentary. Show us yes. the old clips by all means. But, like, what is the need for Dan Aykroyd to do the same sketch that he did before, but just with wrinkles and grey hair? Yeah. Does that I'm add be- to it? Yeah, I'm begging you, NBC, <laughs> if you're listening. Why would you? But for the SNL 50th, please just do that. And I will actually watch. I want to know the... Well, we'll have the... to, probably. <laughs> I want to know the production of this. I think it's interesting. I think it's it must be really hard to make a bunch of sketches each week, week in, mm. week out. Also lampooning popular culture, things in the news, and just something that's funny. And there's obviously going to be a lot of misses with that kind of format and a lot and some hits. But just talk about the making of it. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't care about 20 minutes of talking about how great Eddie Murphy is. And then Eddie Murphy comes out and, and flubs his line. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. I think they really should think of the format of this. Because this was... I thought this was pretty terrible. Mm. It didn't feel like a documentary for us... I'm not saying that they made this for us because why would they? Because we're already yeah. saying we're not fans of it and it doesn't appeal to us. But like something, a documentary that goes back and talks about, you know, what they did, how they worked on it and then how people responded. You know, you could then have the younger yeah. cast saying like, oh, yeah, we watched that and that inspired us to go on to do this, whatever. All of that stuff like that would actually explain why it's special rather than rehashing something. Yeah, because from this, as an outsider perspective, and we've said it already, this isn't for us. I didn't grow up on SNL. I don't have any nostalgia for it. And I don't think it's massive in the UK anyway, except digitally, I guess, now. But I would love to like, oh, Emma Stone's here. This is why she loved that character. But no, she's just in it for two seconds, doing an impression of someone I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what's going on. And then she's just pushed to the side. And I'm like, why was Emma Stone there? Mm-hmm. But yeah, what happened after Jimmy Fallon and Justin um, Timberlake referenced things for five minutes? This was where there was the opening intro of the names, which I think in the intro we said, we really hope they do that annoying thing where they're just hanging out in New York looking oh, yeah. cool, but hundreds of people. But instead, it was just like every name, one after the other in alphabet order, and it was excruciating. Yes, it just kept going on and on and on and on and on and on. How many names do you think it was? Probably about 55? It felt like hun- like 100. I don't know. Seven. I would say I knew over half of them, recognised mm. quite a lot yeah, of me names. Too. But also there was a lot of people that this hasn't aged well for. You know, you've got like Louis C.K., Kanye yeah. West, probably wouldn't be on it nowadays. There's, a, there's an element of that watching this. Again, it feels like this mid-2000s, 2010s relic like before the Me Too movement and before a lot of things that have happened over the last couple of years. It's mm-hmm. like James Franco's here, oh, um, yeah. Louis C.K., like you mentioned. Oh, yeah, and Sarah Palin's there and mentions how she wants Donald Trump as her running mate in 2016. Oh, yeah. That was awful, mate. Yeah. That was awful. 
that was, was like, like three months before he announced he was going to be president. Maybe she had heard rumblings. I don't know, but that was genuinely like uh, if I was living in the post-apocalypse, <laughs> looking at an old bit of TV that like massively highlighted this nuke that's about to go off. Yeah, and it was it was very disturbing. I didn't like it. I hate America, man. Mm. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani appeared. Oh point, god! In like a little montage. Yeah, there was just a lot of. I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of weird stuff. Um, yeah, that you... was so boring when the names were just going on and on and on. It just didn't stop. They, uh, I think they mentioned then this like being back at high school, but everyone's white. And again, it's like, oh, God, mm. shut up, <laughs> like just do better, and that's it. You don't have to address the fact that everyone from the past who they cast was white. It's like I don't care as long as they're yeah. doing better now. This mm-hmm. is rubbish. Um, yeah. Then they paid tribute to some of the people who are no longer with us, and they did the only good joke of the show, which the was one they repeated the... twice as well, though, didn't they? Yes, but I like I didn't expect it the second time. John Lovitz being dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was quite funny to be fair. So they do this, and then at the end they do a bit of a kind of sad in memoriam section, and he's in that as well, and it, it's quite funny. Yeah, when um, so Steve Martin comes out to talk, doesn't he? He he's the one that makes that joke. Hmm. He's another one. Like I feel like the weird thing about the cast in this is that I see all these people who I you know I do like. I like mm. most of the people that were on this. You know, it was two hours thirty minutes of people who I mostly find entertaining and good at what they do. Yeah. Every time I was just like, what is it that I actually like about them? Because this is where they started. This is supposed to be where they got their fame from. Like it made me wonder, like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. I love Steve Martin. I think yeah. the jerk and man with uh, two brains is it's like nuts. they're both no, not that one. Planes, trains, and automobiles, like some really like amazing films. And he's here, and I'm like, what is special about this guy? <laughs> yeah, he was like drunk uncle. He just came out of a sarcophagus at one point with glasses on and. <laughs> Yeah, like nothing he did made me laugh in this. But I was like, I really like this guy. I, do you know what? You say all those films, I haven't watched any of them in so long. Hmm. The last time I saw him was Mixed Nuts, and I don't think I've watched anything of him for like years and years before that. So I, I need to watch something good with him I, to get back on that train. I remember I grew up on like Steve Martin films when I was a kid and stuff. The The Jerk is amazing. So is Man with Two Brains. They're both hmm. like amazing. Uh, I don't think he's had the best like film career ever but i do really like him but here yeah. i was like yeah what's good about you <laughs> yeah do you know what i mean it was like it, will ferrell's one of my favorites and then yeah <laughs> every i think i messaged you every time i see him in this i expect something good's about to happen and it just never quite does yeah i know what you mean and i think the closest for me probably was uh norm mcdonald you can kind of tell that he's he, he could, but again, he's not very funny in this either. No, and it's and the problem I think is the cue card delivery. Everyone mm. is delivering lines like they're reading it off a cue card because they are, yeah. but they're not. It, there's nothing authentic about their delivery. They don't go off script. They don't go off cue. There's no timing. It's just the same way of telling jokes over and over again, and I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is weird. I think I noticed it with Steve Martin, especially though, that you can like literally see him looking down at where the cue cards are as well. Yeah, like, looks around, but you always see his eyes darting back down to the center of the screen. Oh, I'd have loved all the cue cards to be set on fire like the second they started filming it, and they're like shit, and they just have to do something. 
entertaining. Well, it's because they have such serious like rules and regulations in America as well. You know, like they're yeah, not allowed you can't to swear, swear pretty much at all. What's wrong with America, man? <laughs> You're not allowed to swear, but you can get a gun from like, yeah, every like, shop on the corner. Like Samuel Jackson got in bother on SNL because he said like motherfucker or whatever. Like you don't hire cares? that man if you don't want him to say that word or at least hint at it. Is it because they're on two time zones? So in one, like we have the watershed here where you're not allowed to swear before 9pm. Yeah, but do you remember we looked this up and the episode we watched before like was on at half 11pm in New York? The time difference isn't that extreme, is it? That that would be before like nine on the other side. Yeah, you're right. Just swear. hours or something? I'm not sure. Just swear. Yeah, it does all just feel a little bit neutered. I don't know. The comedy has to be hinted at, like it's like Hayes Code level of like nineteen sixties films. It's a bit, yeah, yeah. it's old fashioned, man. And I think another issue I have with the the way the sketches are in general, like let's think about the Jeopardy one. There's no punchline. It just ends. It just mm. ends because the sketch has ended. There's no like build up to a, a really good joke or something funny. It's just yeah. a bunch of meandering, boring jokes over and over again, and then suddenly it ends. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. what was the point of that? Why did I invest my time into watching that sketch? That's why Rubbish. I think for me, the only thing that comes out of this that I would ever probably have any interest of watching is when they do the short films or like the digital yeah. shorts and whatever, because. As well, then you can use like the cameras as something to create more comedy as well. You know, you can use special effects. I'm not saying that a good sketch needs to have special <laughs> effects because it doesn't, but like you can be more creative with it. Whereas I watch this and I'm like, I could just go and see this in like a theater. Yeah. I'm not really big, it like a big fan of sketch comedy. So I've never gone to see sketch comedy live. And I don't feel like it's something that thrives. You don't really hear much about lots of sketch shows that are on stage and whatever. But this just feels like, hasn't come any further than it did when it was on stage. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And I, I think a lot of the digital shorts I kind of like. Um, I probably liked more as like a teenager, like I loved Lonely Island and, mm. and stuff like that and their sketches. But yeah, now this is just no good. Um, Paul mm-hmm. McCartney's in it. <laughs> yeah, he appears a load of times. Bless him. <laughs> I love Bless Paul him. McCartney. I won't have a bad word said about how he can't sing anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> Like, that was crazy. So I don't think this is what happened next. There was whatever. It was Aykroyd putting a fish in a blender. Was that a real fish? Don't think so. Yeah, whatever. It might have been. In the Jeopardy sketch, there was a Christoph Waltz impression. That was the worst Christoph Waltz impression I've ever heard in my life. I don't know who did it, but that was awful. It sounded Irish. I thought the joke was that the guy wasn't doing an impression. It still wasn't funny. But when, yeah, when he came up, I was like, what is that? No, it was he wasn't him dressed trying like his best. him. He was what? It was someone trying their best. <laughs> you ask him. Is that was... the best you can do? <laughs> it was rubbish. So rubbish. Like all of those impressions were no good. Like I didn't really like the Justin Bieber one. At least he was trying something like with a physicality or whatever. Yeah. Fine. I, think I if like you can't do a good like voice. At least yeah, at least do some characterization and stuff. I think Kate McKinnon is quite good at that. Yeah. And even I if like the content isn't very good. And I also like the no effort Norm McDonald uh Burt Reynolds impression. I've always liked that. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. But, but again, the... he was doing something as a character, wasn't he? Yeah. He still had like a character thing about him rather than just being stood there. Yeah. The Sean Connery one, fine. I mean, it was a, you could see where the joke was going every single time they did it. Whatever, mm-hmm. it's fine. And 
the same with Jim Carrey's Matthew McConaughey. Fine. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mind but, that one. But holy shit, the Christoph Waltz was so rubbish. Yeah, that reminded it. me that of like a, a producer having to step in because someone's ill. He just like comes on and just says words. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Absolutely awful. They do a Bill Cosby bit then as well, and then they're like, "Oh, we filmed that a few months ago, so this must be just yeah. after he'd been accused of his crimes." Mm-hmm. That was something. When it first came on, I was like, oh my god, another thing that's aged badly. Yeah. They referenced it. <laughs> they referenced it. Okay, so then they show a bunch of auditions. Yeah. What a what a low again, these are people I like in lots of things. And as I was watching that, I was like, these obnoxious show-offs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, don't give any of these people a job. Yeah, how it was, nauseating. It was genuinely like I was watching that and I thought they must just give this job to everyone because yeah. there was maybe I think there was one in there, one person. I think it was Seth Meyers did like a passable Hugh Grant impression. Grant was good. Yeah, that was like, good. Yeah, that was quite good. I but... liked Andy Sandberg's impression of a, a jogger who's like from the 80s or something. And then he just starts mm. talking about 1980s news. I was like, that's that's funny. I, d- I like Andy Sandberg. But I yeah, me too. I didn't find that funny. <laughs> oh, I didn't find any of it. Like they're all young people that are desperate to get a job, aren't they? So I get it. But like, yeah. yeah, I I didn't look at that and think these people are going to be like tearing up the box office well, with their comedy. Anytime also, soon. also, I don't know. I mean, I guess all these comedians have like consented or whatever. But I would be if someone filmed an interview I'd done for a job, and then years later they're like, "I'm going to show that mm. to everyone." I'd be mortified. I'd be like, "No, you're destroying that, mate. You're not yeah. pl- putting that on TV." Well, Jimmy Fallon's interview uh, audition was, was just insane. him doing a bad Adam Sandler impression, wasn't it? Yeah, he did a bad Adam Sandler saxophone thing that he does, whatever that is. He did something else, didn't he? He did do one other thing. I think he was just laughing the whole way through it. Awful, awful. Then Robert De Niro comes out. He he is so unfunny. (laughs) There was a short time where he was like one of the greatest actors alive he was doing so much good stuff and here it's like he's never learned lines ever before i get it he probably didn't get paid very much for this but like this was like dirty grandpa levels of stuff what he did here it was so awful he's flubbing his lines he has no comic timing and it was one of the worst segues in anything i've ever seen it was rubbish yeah Um, for me that was the part where it most felt like a funeral yeah, that was bad. That was like he'd lost his wife. <laughs> he was really struggling <laughs> to do the speech. Uh, then then the best bit of the night uh, <laughs> is Paul McCartney singing Maybe I'm Amazed. <laughs> I didn't even mind it. The, the weird I thing didn't is, mind it. I was it laughing. was the best bit. <laughs> I was laughing really hard. But he's hilariously bad at singing. <laughs> oh, I love Paul McCartney. I can't, I can't say anything too bad. Maybe I'm amazed. Your, your mic's not picking any of that up, what you just did. That impression. It was so high-pitched, not. not even a dog could hear it. <laughs> I think it's this like background sound removal. I, I need to change it on, on Zoom because there's so much stuff I'm missing these days. Yeah, you're missing me doing an impression of uh, Paul McCartney. Maybe I'm amazed. It was really, really weird. And mm-hmm. the whole little room he's in is just a room with loads of pictures of him when he was young on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's weird, though? I watched most of his Glastonbury set last year, and 
it was actually okay. Like he can't hit the high notes anymore. But like he's a good piano player. Good. He played for ages, and he's like ninety seven hundred. Yeah, no criticism of his performance as a performer. He's still entertaining, and also, yeah, his piano is great. His music, but no terrible voice for the uh, more strenuous parts of the song. Yeah, it is crazy. But that happens to everyone eventually, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. What about like Elton John? He can't sing anymore, can he? He's hilariously poor at singing ever since the nineteen ninety. I liked I liked Robbie Williams at the uh, Love Manchester event, and he was crazy bad at singing. Through it but what's the difference is about he's like what 30 ish years younger than the other two completely <laughs> lost it whatever it doesn't Out matter of the musical performance sorry sir it was, Paul. it was the the least bad one i think yeah yeah well, i don't I know mean, miley cyrus actually miley cyrus and paul simon were both like fine they were good but like None of them chose particularly like exciting songs or anything, did they? No, it's all a bit bit naff, wasn't it? I did like seeing Paul McCartney singing mm-hmm. with that crazy voice. Yeah, and um, he had great moments in the sketches as well, didn't he? Do you remember when he came did... on stage and played guitar for a little bit? Oh yeah, where he's like, what about people who are called Paul? Even <laughs> <laughs> Paul Simon sang a little tune. Yeah, Great, thanks granddads. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Uh, then we get onto a montage of political comedy, which is one of the worst uh, comedy in the world because <laughs> one of the I worst think... comedy in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that was that made no sense. Um, I think there's a couple of elements here which I don't like. One, a bunch of like war criminal, awful politicians. They basically give a voice to and humanise, like Sarah mm. Palin, who's a piece of shit. And mm. they kind of go, "Oh no, she's all right. Like she's 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 in on the joke." Mm. No, that's that's what gave rise to Donald Trump and this whole era of bullshit yeah. politics in the US. Not two, it was seriously. Yeah. Two, no, I'm British. I had no idea what was going on for most of those sketches. And three, there was definitely someone in blackface as Obama. Was there? Yeah, oh, yeah. What's Fred his Armisen. Name? Fred Armisen. What the fuck? Why, I wasn't sure if he was. If, if he was in blackface, though, I thought he just. But had he the was hair. a barber. <laughs> yeah, but he yeah. was a barber. <laughs> I don't think they did tan him up or anything. He's got quite like dark skin, but I did feel uncomfortable with it. I felt sick. I was like, it was weird. <laughs> I thought he was doing like I'm white Obama, but then yeah, he started doing a sort of weird stereotype voice. Um, oh, it's so un- unfortunate and uncomfortable. And they included it in a montage of their best bits. Yeah. Well, I just think we should talk probably a bit more about like the intricacies of when they played Al Gore. Um, because like Al Gore is quite... <laughs> no, I'm joking. I don't have a clue who any of these people are. <laughs> Jack Nicholson introduced that sketch, though. He did. It's he didn't make any jokes it. either, did he? I think no. he said, no jokes from me here. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Because no one in this is funny or telling a joke. It's rubbish. I know. Oh, man. That says it all kind of as well, the whole political thing, because there'd probably have been, if there was a British version, you'd have had like the time David Cameron like fucked a pig. Yeah. All these little things that they do. Let's go through. Let's go through some of the British ones for our American listeners. That guy getting hit by an egg. Yeah. (laughs) And then decking the guy. It was his name. Um, the Labour guy. No, it went Gordon Brown. It was John Major. John Major, yeah. Was it John Major? No, it wasn't. No, Hang on, I don't know. You sure it wasn't Gordon Brown? 
It was definitely not Gordon Brown. John Major was the Tory guy, I think. Uh, politician hit by egg. Nigel Farage. Do you remember he kept getting milkshake? He got he got milkshaked all the time, didn't he? Yeah. Um, well deserved. Oh, no, John Prescott. Uh, the oh, Prescott okay. punch. Prescott. That right, was okay, genius. Yeah. The, uh, the guy on Big Brother pretend to be a cat. He was a politician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. George something. Uh, Fuck knows. They're Matt, all like kind of before our time, I guess. Uh, Matt Hancock going on. Uh, uh, I'm Hancock celebrity. A cheating affair. Oh yeah, his cheating affair was so Matt good. Matt Hancock it's... pretending to cry. Yeah, Theresa May, Theresa May dancing on stage. Theresa Fields May running wheat. through wheat, wheat fields. Yeah, Jeremy Corbyn looking at manhole covers. Boris Johnson's existence. Yeah, everything uh, <laughs> that idiot's ever done in his life. Yeah. There you go. Imagine if... Bad eating a bacon sandwich. Oh but my yeah, God, amazing. Imagine if, right if that now... that minute meant nothing to you... Yeah, if imagine, yeah, that minute that we just said. Imagine 10 minutes of a montage of clips of that bullshit and imagine trying to appreciate it. I don't yeah. care about Al Gore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about these stupid, horrible men from your past. Yeah. Stop it. And it's all, what, like Nick Frost playing Gordon Brown? <laughs> 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 it means not a thing. It means nothing to me. Do you know um, how, like, they have, you know, oh, this person, I think, was it Will Ferrell played George W. Bush quite a lot? And yeah. Jim Carrey's recently done Joe Biden quite a lot, I think, hasn't he? Yeah. Like all of that stuff, I don't know. I kind of feel like there was the odd one when you were like, you can see why people have really like latched onto them doing that. Like the whole Tina Fey as Sarah Palin thing. Like when yeah. it was actually taking the piss out of her, like fair enough, that would probably be okay. But yeah, once you let him in on the joke, it is a bit, yeah, a bit that's, grotty. That's the problem. Like this it's kind not of satire sat- anymore. Yeah, is it? satire. Not- yeah, he needs to be attacking these people, and like you're the weapon against whatever they're saying. You're mm-hmm. that, but as soon as you invite Sarah Palin in, and then they're there together, it's cheap, and it feels like you're just selling out to a political ideology, which should be like she was a fuckhead, wasn't she? Why is she in the audience? Big fan of the old guns, wasn't she? Yeah, um, she was like rubbish. Yeah, but I don't know. I I definitely do feel like there's something off about doing that. And then also, so many of the ones that they were showing that they're like, oh, yeah, this person was great at this, this person was great at that. There was then a very boring man who played Barack Obama quite a lot. And it's someone who, like, I've just never seen again. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> All the other ones are in their montage, loving it. Yeah, yeah because they've clearly gone, like, all right, We've got well, one black man. Yeah, they were there. Be Obama. Different skin tone. <laughs> they were there in the meeting room, like, stressing. They were like, oh, my God, we can't do Fred Armisen anymore. This guy's <laughs> actually won, and we don't have a black cast member. What do we do? Yeah. Oh, we've got to hire one guy to be Obama, just the Obama sketches. And he's like, but I'm the production lawyer. I'm not meant to be on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. We need an Obama. We need, we need it now. He's in the corner of the room just taking the minutes of the meeting. They make him go on stage. It's so out of order. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, SNL has a racism and a sexism issue. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how many of them would, like make light of it, that's that that just shows it off. It's rubbish, mate. This is yeah. just crap. Um, I, and then it goes on from there into the Californian sketch, which we've already mentioned. It mm-hmm. was so bad, and it really just long. really long, and it just ended by David Spade and I can't remember her name. Just telling people to get off Showing like they were on a wow. plane. Yeah. yeah, didn't know what was going on. I no. guess they're from another sketch. 
they did mention that and i did see them doing that airline thing in like another one of the many montages but yeah i don't understand why they appeared there and then they referenced that and then also because they don't have to end the sketch (laughs) yeah but then by that point they weren't characters in the sketch were they they were the actors they were the actors yeah i don't know it was really rubbish and a really terrible segue into um wait no we haven't mentioned the fact that bradley cooper was in it oh yeah he looks very handsome i was thinking i've got a note saying that he'd he'd have made a very good aquaman (laughs) with his bleach blonde hair (laughs) face bradley cooper's kind of disappeared off the radar a little bit this was his era right like i don't know i feel like he's done something not long ago yeah he's he's in guardians rom-com somewhere maybe (laughs) he did star is born I, oh, I loved Star is Born. Yeah. I never saw it. I need to. Good. He was in um, Licorice Pizza, wasn't he? Yes, he was. He was good in that as well. Yeah. Um, Maybe he's due for like a McConaughey. Another big lead. <laughs> Did you say McConaughey? Like Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. Do you not remember the McConaughey? I feel like there could be like yeah. a Cooper Lucian or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I like Bradley Cooper. I do not like American Sniper. One of the worst oh, ones yeah, ever. That, that was bad. That they it? reference a bunch of times in there. So like, do you remember the fake baby? Yes. I do remember the fake baby. I forgot about that. Wasn't it? Yeah. That was, that was rubbish. Uh, David Naff. Spade looks really small in that bit. <laughs> I remember who he stood next to, but I remember. I think it was Taylor Swift. <laughs> he stood next to her and he looked minuscule. Bless him. I've got a Bless note him. at this point after that long sketch that just said, um, This show is also a celebration of why we need editing. It is true. Definitely done with a lot. Tighten just, it up a little bit. Yeah. They, that, I feel like it gets to a point when they start referencing how long it is and how the sketches are all too long and stuff as well. Yeah. And if they know that, why is it carried on being like this? <laughs> Right, this is exactly my issue, and we mentioned it a bunch of times to each other whilst we were watching it. This feels like Red Nose Day or Comet Relief or mm. Children in Need, whatever, a fun yeah. in the UK. I've never, ever liked Red Nose Day uh, mm. TV special. I think it's one of the, if not the worst thing on TV ever. You've got a bunch you of work like... for a charity, you shouldn't be saying that. I do work for a charity, and I do agree with the work that these charities do but i don't agree with these appeals because they're sh- bullshit and you don't need to see that... david tennant crying in a tent for the 10th year in a row yeah i mean basically those for our american listeners are a bunch of uh comedy shows or sketches will all like do like a little red nose day or children in need comic bit and bit, yeah. they're never ever ever funny ever mm. they're never good see maybe this is where I can start to relate to people liking this because I i mean, I haven't enjoyed one of those in a good, let's say probably 15 years or something like that. <laughs> but I reckon I've, I've watched back some odd sketches that I did like on like YouTube since. And I have a bit of nostalgia Which for it. Which French sketches? and Saunders when they used to do the films. Sometimes there was one when Dawn French played Harry Potter that I quite liked. They're just little bits. I don't mind them. But like you need to be a kid, I think, to enjoy that. They'd be like, oh, we're doing a little Doctor Who thing. And I'd always watch that. Like, I think they did one where... You're watching a comedy special to see Doctor Who. That's that's quite weird. Yeah, I was watching... I was trying to watch Pete uh, Peter Davidson. The true Peter (laughs) Davidson. Not the one from this bullshit. Oh, hey, guys. (laughs) I'm the new Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> him appearing with David Tennant's Doctor. That was that's probably the only time I've ever enjoyed any of those shows. But they hard cut it with like really depressing yeah. scenes of abject poverty or people dying, and mm-hmm. it's it's it a really an odd thing. Really, it's an awful show to watch. I never liked it, and um, and this reminds me of that. It's like an overly long. Mm-hmm. No one knows what they're doing. Live show, and I just yeah, I just don't enjoy it. But at least they felt a bit more glossy than this does. This feels like they just all turned up on the day. Yeah. Um, with with those things though, there's another comparison is that like they used to always have say it was I think Lenny Henry was a big part mm. of like comic relief. Yeah. He'd come up on a stage and he'd be like, Oh, coming up, we've got a yeah. new Alan Partridge sketch or something like that. And I kind of felt the same watching this because you sit there for hours and hours and you're like, how many more times can you see a Mrs. Brown's boys sketch before they get that new partridge? And um, <laughs> this was, <laughs> that's this a was very... kind of like that because they had the credits, everyone's name. And you're sat there thinking like, when is Kanye West going to be on? You know, yeah. one of these great songs. <laughs> that's super specific. But ex- I have had that exact experience watching yeah. Windows say like, oh my God, can we get the good thing? Mm-hmm. out please and then it's never it's never as good it's as never you good think in your head it might be oh they're gonna do something with david brent from the office and then you watch it and you're like oh my god they should have stopped making that character oh, after man. that christmas special the peter k ones were always the worst i think because oh yeah um you i remember as a kid being really hyped up for the peter k bit mm. and like it was always I think, just a song wasn't it it was always a song and then they did one which was like uh we're doing a race around the world and they did a really bad like Thai bride joke if I remember or something and it was oh, like no. this is really like racist <laughs> I, right. I don't like it oh, I uh, don't remember that I'll send it to you later <laughs> it's it in up. your favourites on YouTube it won't be hard to find <laughs> I don't know if it is a Thai bride it's like I remember it being quite like like a male order bride kind of thing yeah like and I remember being like oh this is a mm. this feels very 70s I didn't yeah. like it but they used to do like a thing as well that I guess is kind of like in this where you do have like these characters from like a comedy show are going to meet someone famous. Yeah. But you, it's also the same as in this. Is like the famous person, if they're like a sports personality, I think there was one where it was like, oh, David Beckham's going to be on Little Britain or something yeah, like yeah. that. And you're like, they can <laughs> never act. I was here trying to look through a dress. <laughs> it's like David Beckham oh, like that. I think I remember the David Beckham one. He met uh, Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> that was it, yeah. He's in the yeah. cafe having breakfast with them, wasn't he? Yeah. Del, Del, who's that over there? <laughs> you wait up for hours. They're going, oh, there's going to be new Only Fools and Horses <laughs> the first time in 25 years, and it's fucking David Beckham having a sausage. Oh, my God. But that is what this is. This is the same thing. Fuck, <laughs> well, is... isn't it? It is exactly the same. That's a very niche part of my memory. That <laughs> yeah, I can I can literally see them I in can, my head I right can now. Picture him holding his fucking ball. <laughs> Wasn't he like the replacement for Granddad as well, <laughs> or Uncle Albert? Because they're gone, so then they just had young David Beckham instead. Yeah. <laughs> oh my That's good so god! Good. I think we should review a full episode of a. Uh... Comic relief from Comic relief. 2007. We'll do... Yeah, 2007 is a good year. Age like a fine wine. That'll <laughs> oh be the start goodness. of the Mrs. Brown's Boys sketches, I reckon. Oh, God. Mrs. Brown's Boys. This is better than it. Everything in this is better than Mrs. Brown's Boys. I'll give it that. I mean, yeah, that's like comparing a pile of shit to a pile of sick. 
<laughs> I wouldn't really want either in my hands or eyes. <laughs> um, this is when we get into this. The... Feels so insulting, though, doesn't it? That we're doing this because this is this big forty-year celebration thing. Like this oh, is yeah. the most I feel like a troll. Well, yeah, we're being. I know we do it quite a lot, but like we like that we do end up saying we don't like things and stuff. But this one, you do sort of feel like, what are we not seeing with it? Yeah, I want to like this so much. I really want to like this, and I've I try to watch SNL. I try to enjoy it. I just don't get it. I don't mm. get what people like. And again, this review, I don't want to sound like an arsehole. Uh, if you like this and you've grown up on it, and this is something that you find really funny, good. Yeah. We're just two British boys who I'd like to hate like this. It. Yeah, I'd love to like this. It reminds me of when I watched that Hamilton. The recorded version of that on Disney Plus. I didn't like that either. I really wanted to. You didn't like <laughs> Hamilton. No. It's too American for me. <laughs> oh, we just uh, hate America, don't we? Yeah. It's, it's, bad all that... about, it's all about kinky boots. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the bit where they get into the weekend update section, which weekend update is like a news section, I guess. Hmm. I've seen bits of the weekend update in the past that I found moderately okay. Oh, I hate it. I didn't know what it was really until... um... Actually, no, saying that, I think... Was it on this where they did the Nicolas Cage thing with Andy Samberg? Yeah. That was all right. That was quite funny. Yeah. But for the most part, I really don't like it. I don't know what it is. I think it's just that they've done it for 40 years and it's never changed. It's so topical as well. So it's like, if that's not the zeitgeist, like something happening today... I don't care about news from 20 years ago. You say that though, but like, have you ever rewatched the old episodes of like, never mind the Buzzcocks? Oh. But you shouldn't care less about what Preston from The Ordinary Boys is doing, even at the time he wasn't famous. But it's like, then you watch that episode and you're like, that's fucking fantastic. That is one of the. Very funny. If anyone's listening to this episode right now and are somehow at this point and haven't turned off already because I've, uh, we've mentioned things that are alienating and. You've never seen, or you don't care. Slagging everything off, or we're just slagging off your favorite show. But if you've got to this point, please go on YouTube and watch. Never mind the Buzzcocks Preston episode. That is genius when he storms off. Yeah, but that is—it's the same thing. Like that's dated a lot, you know. Like that's the least relevant thing. No one could hum a song by that guy, and that's on a music show. But like, I don't know what it is about this. There's just something about. I feel like everyone in this just says the punchlines as quick as they can in the hopes that someone will laugh at it. And then if they don't, they can just move on to the next one. But like, it feels so stilted. I know they're supposed to be newsreaders and whatever, but I just, I just really don't like the way they deliver these quite half-assed jokes, in my opinion. Yeah, I think Norm MacDonald did it pretty well. But again, I don't think it's the best stuff that he's ever done. No. really uh by but far he's one of those people whose personality always seems to come through in whatever he does you know whether he's yeah. a prankster or he's pretending to be a newsman on this um i didn't really get this was a lot of like again actors appearing i think i mentioned emma stone but also there's a really mm. rubbish um moment with edward norton oh, where God, he's yeah. pretending to be stefan who's the uh bill hader's character mm. and i was like what what's the joke here I don't know. What is that character, Stefan? I think he's... Is he good? Um, I've seen clips of Stefan before, and I've been like, oh, that's quite funny. Mm. But here it wasn't funny. And the same with um, What's Up With That, which I think they do later on in that endless singing bit. 
And I like the What's Up With That sketches. I think they're quite, they're very repetitive, but they're quite funny. Right. And Jason Sudeikis is really funny in them because he's doing this silly dance. Oh, um, yeah, that. Yeah. And here it's abysmal. So I think everything that, I bet that in isolation, those are things that we hated in this. We'd like actual, actually watching the sketch. Yeah. That's what I mean about seeing it in like a clip show format or something, rather than just seeing like montages that are very brief moments of apparently funny bits, but without any of the context or just seeing mm. people recreating or referencing it. It's like, it's a real watered down version of it, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, it's it's annoying. Uh, yeah. They do that Jane, you ignorant slut. I thought that was a line from The Office for the longest time. Yeah. I didn't well, know was, that it was an SNL reference. From, yeah. Yeah. This is like when you grow up and you think that everything was from The Simpsons and you just find out that everything yeah. in The Simpsons is just like a reference to something else. <laughs> We're in a panopticon, um, aren't we? It's all just illusion, really. I don't know what that is. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, I don't know. What's a panopticon? Uh, it's a postmodern theory by J.G. Ballard that talks about like... No, I'm joking. I, don't, I can't remember. I'm getting it all mixed up. We learn it in school, but basically it's like... No, talk about it. <laughs> you mentioned it. You did it for clout. You did it to sound clever. Now tell the listeners what you're talking about, you fucking piece of how long? Have, how long have we got? I'm going to load up all my sixth form presentations about uh, postmodernism and... Tell me about panopticons. And simulations. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just brushed over saying the word panopticon. Like I, would have... even, I reckon that I've got that wrong. Almost definitely. Panopticon. It's a prison where you can see everything. It's a type of institutional building a system of control designed by English philosopher and social theorist Jeremy Bentham in the 18th century. Oh, see, I wasn't even right. Uh, the concept of the design is to allow all prisoners of an institution to be observed by a single security guard without the inmates being able to tell whether they are being watched. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about, you idiot? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's yeah, we're all wrong. in a panopticon, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this on you with you wearing a kimono as well. <laughs> this is the most we've ever felt like uh, we're on a Joe Rogan experience. Or... <laughs> I'd love to have a cigar right now. No, um... basically though, when we did learn about when I did learn about like postmodernism and stuff, probably the most watered down version of it ever. It's like. Um, I can't remember who did who said it, but it's like everything is just like copies of copies of copies. Yeah. And that's basically what this was. It's like they're copying old things, not adding anything new to it yeah. and just getting away with it, basically. <laughs> it's just you photocopying an image and then photocopying the photocopy and just keep doing that until you. it's just nothing. It's diluting mm. entertainment to just punch it's like not even bothering with a punchline it's just a, a costume or a voice and that's the joke it's no this yeah. there needs to be constructed comedy here this is life isn't just looking at a man dressed as stefan and that's the joke like tell me a joke yeah do something with it you've even got melissa mccarthy comes in dressed as a chris farley character yeah obviously people have chris farley in their hearts because he passed away and and all of that stuff you know and He's one in the montages that does kind of stand out as being very funny. Yeah. Even if he is mostly just doing the same kind of thing. But I feel like in the two and a half hours of this, they said that line about him living down by the river maybe like five times. And every time everyone was like, <laughs> and maybe the first time you hear that throwback to that line, it would be kind of funny. But like, 
that audience must just be so easily pleased. It's like they're just sat there, mouths open, waiting to hear a catchphrase get shoved in their gullet. It felt like though they were just laughing because they were excited to be for being there. Like there was the bit where those mm. two singers, the two singing characters, go out into the stage, Fred Armisen and um, oh yeah, and, Kristen Wiig and Kristen Wiig, and it was like it was uh it was rubbish. But the guy behind was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all just so overwhelmed. What are you laughing themselves? at? High on the the self masturbation. Yeah, just... like. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh my god, I'm sat next to Bradley Cooper. I need to laugh a lot. (laughs) Fuck off. If I laugh, I might make the edit. Everything's making the edit. It's two hours and forty minutes long. Yeah. Um, they do so much singing in that part. Yeah, they do a montage of um weekend update bits. They include a Norm Macdonald OJ Simpson joke, but the OJ Simpson jokes was why he got fired off SNL. Great. (laughs) Well done. That's uh, the thing with most of them. They mostly all got fired, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they got fired by this... And they're all back it's... here saying they love this little man. Yeah, What? right. Well, let's get into that. What is going on with... What is Lorne Michaels? <laughs> I don't like this cult of personality that's around him that every time he's mentioned, everyone needs to be like, Woo! <laughs> like, fucking what? This weird, humorless little man <laughs> wandering onto stage, not being funny, never saying a joke, just silently, mm. like, the I watcher. own you all. Yeah, yeah, it felt really like this weird power imbalance. The only reason they all like him is because he's the he's the cash cow. He's how they're getting paid, hmm. and he's giving it, them all their start, I guess. Yeah, I just think he's just. I just don't care. Well, I, mean, I don't they, get the joke. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like it was at an office party and they were all roasting their manager, and I was like, "Who is he?" Yeah, it was like <laughs> it was his funeral again, wasn't it? <laughs> it was like <laughs> and that bit just kept going on and on and on. I mean, you could uh, Chevy, just say that about every bit of this. Chevy really. Chase comes on stage. And yeah, the grandpa they, from Shelby the Christmas Dog was in it. Yeah, they don't do anything. They they say how he was the guy who started it all, and they don't give him anything to do or say. No. So There's sad. a lot of that through this. It's all just very... But it's all like... like everyone's that, there that, for appearances, and that's it. Yeah, because the, everyone famously hates Chevy Chase. But mm. it was all like, oh, no, he's great. Like, stop being so fake. If you yeah. don't like him, tell him. <laughs> I like Chevy. I think Chevy Chase is my favourite because he doesn't stand up for this bullshit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Fuck God. these guys. I hate them all. <laughs> uh, then there was like a sketch that was like a parody of a serial advert from the 70s. Yeah. Uh, I like that a little bit. Um, right, I, liked I was it. too far gone at this point. I, I think it's because it's Phil Hartman and I like his voice because every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, it's Troy McClure. Oh, it could be watching The Simpsons is what you're thinking, yeah. isn't it? I like. I don't know. I was. Or, I like Godzilla or whatever it was that he was in. He was in like a ra- really random film, wasn't he? Was yeah, it Godzilla. That was the most nothing sketch though ever. It was just like, oh, you get a lot of grain from this serial, but he's got mm. that fun voice, whatever. Yeah. Then the singing. Ah, oh, God, the singing bit lasted a long time. Yeah, it had uptown funk in it. It did. Time stamped it a little bit. Um, too much Had- singing is my note. Uh, so much Ad- singing, too much singing. Adam Sandler appears for the first time in this. Mm-hmm. Again, we're like an hour and a bit in at this point. He does Opera Man and he makes a joke about shagging Betty White and that's it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't really understand Opera Man. I like seeing Adam Sandler. I like that everyone laughs, but like I don't understand that character very much. 
Me neither. I don't think it's good. None of it's opera. The way he sings it isn't opera. That's not. That's not how opera singers sing. Oh, don't don't say the truth like lungs? that. <laughs> don't, don't tell everyone the truth. He's he's not even the go compare man. If you want a real opera man, that's where you go. He's the iconic uh, opera man. Yeah, Gio Campario. If you're wondering, yeah. is that his name? Yeah. Why do all these comedians just want to be singers? I think that's, there's something about that, isn't there, where it's like singers want to be comedians and comedians want to be singers or they all want to be in a profession they're not in. Um, Will but Ferrell yeah, is, a, is a big part of that. He does it in like all of these films. And yeah, so does Adam Sandler. for ages, isn't he? Yeah, it's a lot, isn't it? Uh, they, they bring out the Blues Brothers. You've never seen that film, right? No. Nah. I, I love the Blues Brothers. It's one of my favourite films ever. I kind of never really associated it with SNL, which is stupid because it is an SNL sketch. But mm. the film is a perfect comedy. It's it's incredible. It's like one of the best films ever. It's a good action film. It's a good musical. It's it's amazing. And, I just know uh, if I watch it, I'll put it as three stars on Letterboxd. No, mate, watch it because you will enjoy it. It's it's And I'm being serious now. It's a really good film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Akron and John Belushi and obviously John Belushi's passed away and then here they do it again but they have Jim Belushi who's John Belushi's brother playing mm-hmm. John Belushi's character which I thought was nice but yeah. again nice touch. there's too much singing man <laughs> but what yeah what are those characters do they just sing is that it no like I really no alright the plot of the Blues Brothers they're like two brothers and they really like blues music and then they decide to go on they, sing Go on a mission to sing it. They got a mission from God to save their the orphanage they grew up at. Oh, okay, and then they travel around the country, like getting their old band make band back together. There's music from Aretha Franklin. There's it's just so good, man. The film is amazing, yeah. and they're obviously singing. It's just it's just really good. Watch Blues Brothers; it's mm. fantastic. This... What did they do as sketch characters though? Because I can't imagine no they had any of that. Do you reckon they just sang? I think so. No idea. I've never seen any of it. Yeah, that was when we got the mummy. Steve Martin as the mummy. <laughs> Steve Martin as the mummy. <laughs> um, <laughs> as soon as he came out the esophagus, I think I dissociated. <laughs> I, can't, I can't deal with any more of this. It's, yeah, uh... the only bit in all of that, that I thought was okay for maybe a millisecond was when Bill Murray just started like shouting about Jaws. I thought that was okay. Yeah, I think it's does that character he sang about like Star Wars or something, and mm. he sings over theme songs. Yeah. Yeah, good. I, was, I guess I was okay with that. That was all right. It was quite good to see Bill Murray, but I feel like he's also been cancelled once or twice, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, hasn't he? Um, it's hard to discuss these things, isn't it? Yeah. Remember when we watched the Cosby Show? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's when then Chris Rock does a five minute oh, eulogy God. for Eddie Murphy. <laughs> it's a eulogy, isn't it? It's the all ma- a eulogy. The motherfucker's alive. Yeah. And then he comes out and says nothing, and I was just like, "Oh my god, it's that guy from Norbit." Then it's, then the it's a sports montage, which <laughs> I think is probably the worst five to twelve minutes of TV that I've ever experienced. So this point, Pey- is it Peyton Manning? Yes, the least funny person who's ever lived. Oh my god, yeah, he's so uncharismatic, so wooden. Congrats, you can throw a ball or hit a ball. I don't know what sport he plays, but you can't tell jokes. And I think he's table tennis, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he starts the sports montage, and this is when I went to the toilet and I told you to pick up the slack at this bit because mm. I came back to Miley Cyrus. So what happened? 
my note says who are all these sports people i hate sports i want to like <laughs> these people though and then the next note was about miley cyrus right <laughs> so okay so that's that pretty much it. it was just loads of i think some of it was snl people playing sports people but like again you know they're showing montages of things from the 80s and stuff like making jokes about like a figure skater from the 80s like yeah like i don't know who that is <laughs> no and i find it really unusual i don't know if there is much there is a bit of crossover here i guess there are some so like americans don't have a big panel show culture do they no whereas over I... here obviously there's like league of their own question of sport they're all like comedy um sport yeah. shows but I feel like a lot of the comedians I like probably aren't massively into sports or they don't mention sports a lot. No. That's like the sort of angle of comedy that I maybe prefer, I guess, because I'm not into sports myself. Yeah. But I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's quite a weird crossover because there's like all these big jock kind of characters. And then there's like the little nerdy kids that they would have laughed at at school. And yeah. Just like here making jokes, going, pretending that they like each other. Sending their old mates. Like, yeah. no. Paul Simon was never mates with Peyton Manning at school. <laughs> no. <laughs> Those two nerds. Cena went to school with Rob Schneider. You just know Schneider's head would be down the toilet. <laughs> was Rob Schneider at this? I don't think he was, was he? I saw him in like one or two of the sketches, but I don't think he was there in the audience or anything. I mean, why would you invite him? No. Uh, um this bit uh, so Miley Cyrus performs uh it was fine. This is the time when Miley Cyrus was like so extreme and doing loads of like controversial kind of in and I don't want to say yeah. interesting cuz I I do really like Miley Cyrus but like yeah, me too. She, usually she's a, a much more interesting persona and stuff and this felt quite reserved didn't it? It's yeah, like again, slow it's this, song like, and neutered boring she should have done a mad performance of like We Can't Stop or Wrecking Ball or something. And Hell yeah. They should have done a Wrecking Ball and destroyed the set. Yeah. <laughs> All of the sets. But every sketch. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been great actually. That would have been great. And then it... there's like a like I don't know, the what's a character from one of these sketches? Uh, Stefan's behind one of the walls and it just <laughs> kills him. <laughs> Uh, that uh, one makes me sad because I do lo- really like Bill Hader. I love that show that he does. Um, where he's the killer? What's it called? Frank Barry. <laughs> yeah, that's this fun. one name. Yeah, I could remember it. But Barry's so good and stuff, and he's a great actor. But God, in this, every time you see these people you like, I know I keep going on about this, but there's like that, that little glimmer of them doing good stuff, and it's just not here, is it? No. But then uh, it leads into that Jerry Seinfeld bit. That was awful. Did you think mate? that was good? No, and I love I love Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld's one of the best. Is the best one of the best comedies of all time. I love it, and he's very funny in it. And him and Larry David made it. What is going on here? They're just kind of going like, "Hey, we made loads of money, and not if no one else can anymore." Like, yeah, what? I've never seen anything. I mean, I've only really watched the stuff on this podcast, but like. I don't understand Jerry Seinfeld. I don't understand it. I don't understand him. I don't understand why this dull, featureless, porridge oak man is stood on the screen. (gasps) (laughs) His huge teeth. Just stood (gasps) there, just saying things in an annoying voice. I just don't... What's the deal with... uh, Yeah. And everyone takes the rick out of his sort of weird crap humour and... I don't know, I don't understand him. Seinfeld, though, is one of the best... Is the best TV show of all time, mate. It's not. It's really good, and you've never seen it. 
Yeah, but, but I know really it's good. not the best. It's got a laugh track. It doesn't matter. It's really good. It does matter. It's really good. I'm not going to get into this again it's with you. It's not the best. <laughs> it's very, very good. Well, it's better than Decalogue. What's Decalogue? <laughs> Google it. How do you even spell it? It's better... <laughs> I don't even know what I'm looking up. It's better than Luther. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a panopticon, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not better. It's not the best TV show ever. It's very good. It's, I'd rather watch Flintstones. We <laughs> do. That's better. It's really good. It's a really good comedy. But here, yeah, it's just, it's just naff. That whole bit, and then James Franco's there, like, hey, has anyone seen my emails that got leaked? And it's like, oh, it's probably pictures of his cock. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And they're making jokes about it because no one cares. I even saw John Goodman and I was like, oh, there's John Goodman. Yes. So good in the Righteous Gemstones at the moment. He's another presence that I just like. I feel like he turned up in something we watched for like three seconds. Was it Coneheads? That he had like literally like a part where he was like presenting something on TV or something. And then he just disappeared. And it was kind of like that in this. He mentioned that he's hosted like 14 times or something. Yeah. Um, But yeah, then it just kind of. It all just kind of happened. That sketch could have been good. What the audience was. James Franco doing a Q&A. Uh, James Franco. <laughs> Seinfeld doing a Q&A. Yeah, but it all felt so scripted and so forced. Mm. And I was just yeah. like, I wish someone had just gone onto the microphone and gone, hey, why do, Why have we got a load of fucking pedophiles in the audience? <laughs> I'd have loved like Sinead O'Connor to have because you ever heard in the 90s when she ripped up a picture of the Pope oh, and yeah. then she was banned from SNL forever because they're all such pussies. And then the next week, that fucking guy from Goodfellas, what's his name? That Home alert, Joe Pesci. Oh, yeah. He's there. He's like, oh, good job I wasn't there because if I was if I was there on stage, I'd have punched a rat in her face. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, well done, well done, Joe Pesci. No one, And he's been invited back for saying he's going to hit her. But she hasn't because she ripped up a picture of a fucking Pope. Well, the guy likes the Pope, okay? We all have our passions. Um... I hate these fuckers. <laughs> I hate these vampires. Yeah, rubbish. I'm then so we've got mad. the Kanye West performance. Is that straight after that? Um, yeah. There's, there's, also... some, there's probably some other stuff. but I've There was just... Sarah Palin. Um, I'm making notes. There's Sarah Palin, Donald Trump mention. Uh, mm. And again, you're opening the door for monsters and then complaining when monsters come in. Yeah. The one thing I'll Fuck say you. is like people are entitled to have different views and stuff, as annoying as it is. Like if everything was left wing, yeah. if everything was right wing, you know, that's that's a problem as well. But one hundred percent, but fair. why then at post twenty sixteen, like you've always hated this Republican mindset? No, keep this partisan thing if you're yeah. gonna be that, but don't like play all the sides. You're just boring. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. we then get the corpse of Christopher Walken who comes out for one second and goes, ladies Remember and gentlemen, Kanye West. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Kanye West. <laughs> so <laughs> shit. Why have him there? <laughs> because of the cowbell thing. That's literally the only reason he's there. But so give him something to say then. Don't just have him there just saying the word Kanye West. I heard this guy likes a cowbell. <laughs> Do you imagine yeah, that? Just, that would have been, been fine. Whatever, man. You'd have been wetting yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kanye's there. I think this is maybe just before he's sort of downturn. His music's yeah. getting a little bit worse. He's performing it laying down for some reason. There's some jokes with him later on in the Wayne's World sketch where they're like, 
he just misses his mark on all of them. Yeah, it's because <laughs> he, he can't do it. It's because he he wasn't this around the time where he jumped on stage, when when someone was getting an award. No, so they're like, what? That was that was ages ago, man. That was for that was because he was annoyed that Taylor Swift won Best Video over Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. But that was for the single ladies video. Yeah. Oh my god! So probably did, like ten years before this, right? Okay, so this is just really dated because they have like a guard, like a bodyguard, stood next to Kanye West in case he caused yeah. any mischief later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that old at this point. Yeah. God, this well, single bullshit. ladies must have been. I want to say like two thousand and seven or eight. I'm gonna Google this bullshit because I, I don't know. Taylor Swift's video was like love story. I swear that was like one of her first big songs, wasn't it? Um. Both there though, Taylor Swift and Kanye West in the same under the same yeah, roof. Yeah, it's two thousand nine, man. Six yeah. years. It was quite a while after. Crap. Nowadays, um, they'd be more worried that he was going to radicalize the audience with his extreme, yeah. almost borderline Nazi. Um, he said the Nazis were love, all right. Piece yeah. of shit. He loved Hitler, didn't he? Fucking hell! What is wrong, he's, Kanye? What he's so man? far gone. You can't blame that on being bipolar now. Nah, he's like no good. <laughs> Yeah, it's fuck. <laughs> fuck that guy. And fuck Louis C.K. who came on straight after. <laughs> oh, they showed a clip of Louis C.K. just like... Kissing a... Bully tonguing Kate McKinnon, I think it was. Like, oh, God. I'm sure they didn't know that he like to like... Wank when people in the room with him. But everyone in that audience, probably, who were sat there, clapping along, like, hey! They all know that Louis C.K.'s out there wanking in front of people. No I one guess cares. it was kind of like his persona as well. I think a lot of his jokes were about that kind of thing. But imagine, say it was Kate, I think it was Kate McKinnon. Imagine yeah. if she was, like, quite new to comedy at that point and he was, like, an established part of that show and stuff. And, like, that's just on film forever. Mm. Her tonguing this, like, creep. You never know with people, man. You need to do a background check before you're in a sketch with them. <laughs> uh, Eddie Murphy's then doing whiteface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what was that in a montage? You need. I don't even. I don't even write down the montage. <laughs> Sia so was there. Sia. Oh yes, yeah, Sia was in that bit, and then what's his? Zach Galifianakis was dressed with Sia's wig. Yeah, didn't mind that. I do yeah, like Zach right. Galifianakis. Me too, but whatever. Then we have the Andy Sandberg and Adam Sandler song. Yeah, introduced as Adam Sandberg and Andy Sandler, which I quite liked. Yeah. Probably one of the, the, the real highs of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and they they do a, a song about people who break, which is where they laugh during the sketches. And then... It's to then, the tune of Simply the Best as well. Simply the Best. But then they start singing Lawn is the Best, and it felt really gross. <laughs> Yeah, and they just they overdid that joke about how Jimmy Fallon and um, Sands, yeah, Yeah, how they always broke all the time. They just kept going that bit. Yeah, I I like seeing those two together. I do feel like they've got a chemistry, but I mean that bit was fine. This is what I mean about when that was fine. The shorts are better. Oh, maybe that's what. Eddie Murphy being white was from it might have been like the montage of like the short films. oh yeah yeah like that bit at least they can do something a bit different you know when they've pre-recorded it like they can actually I'm not saying that was a perfect song because it really wasn't but like when things get edited at least you can cut out jokes that aren't as good or whatever <laughs> put a bit more effort into it yeah I agree and then it was it was fine it was just more that there was two hours of shit right before it mm. <laughs> I was like not in a good mood when I saw this yeah 
they referenced that that's my boy flopped, didn't they? Yeah, they said we made a movie that bombed. <laughs> yeah, that actually did kind of make me laugh, and the fact yeah. that Adam Sanders playing like kind of camp annoyed. Yeah, why did you bring that up? Yeah. <laughs> why would you mention that? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Then we have the in memoriam section. Very depressing. Very long. Mm-hmm. Goes over a lot of people. I mean, yeah. It's been 40 years, you know. Yeah, there's going to be some deaths. A lot of deaths. Don't make a great Um, show about cracking a few eggs. (laughs) (laughs) What does that suggest? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, there's a lot of people there who obviously have uh, passed away. Like John Belushi, um, Chris Farley. Mm. Yeah, it was a lot of of people that passed away, wasn't it? It was an in-memoriam section. To have it though, didn't it? Do you think yeah. in a comedy show and stuff like it's nice to do a tribute like that? It felt like it was needed though. I don't know that you, you. It's a show about legacy, and you've got to respect the fallen. The John Lovitz joke is is very good as well in that. Yeah, bit. yeah, that was where, good. Where it ends on a on John Lovitz's picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Do you think that's why they did the in memoriam picture so they could have just that punchline? I think so. I mean, surely been... they've done tributes to those people because there's been like 25 year special. Yeah. Probably well, been a 30 year special, maybe as well. Yeah. If, imagine that'd be the only time they've ever focused on a punchline though in 40 years. <laughs> After this, we have a Wayne's World bit. And I don't know anything about Wayne's World. I've never seen the film. That sketch was fine though. It wasn't awful. Yeah. Oh yeah, that I guess that was another of the original sketches, I suppose, because it yeah it was like an update. Wayne's World, I I like those films. I remember always enjoying them. Um, yeah, Dana Carvey was good in them, which is more than yeah. you can say for uh, <laughs> Master Mr. of Disguise. Mister Pistachio disguising himself. I think it was just the fact that that sketch was just these two characters just sat down just talking, but basically, yeah. like I think Wayne's World was their TV show. The two of them do it from like their basement. And yeah. They're just like two losers, basically, that like rock music. And it's, yeah. they're, they're good films. You know, it's, they're fun. It's, yeah, it's not bad. Like, and that sketch was fine and, and stuff. And again, yeah, you've got Kanye West being restrained. And I swear he had cat eyes. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had golden <laughs> eyes. Golden, had golden eyes. Golden cat eyes. <laughs> he was such a freak. And he went, um, meow. <laughs> yeah. There is something, I think, about like getting people who are clearly visibly older and just shoving them into their old costumes. And hmm. that I find a little bit like a uh, grim. Yeah, it's let like, them do new characters and stuff if yeah, they want to be them, on this. Let them dress up a little bit different or let the characters evolve a bit. Like it was the same with Dumb and Dumber 2. Like that felt sickening that they yeah. were in the. And they really made those two characters like they were implied that they never knew what sex was, and they were both <laughs> virgins, and they were both like brainless. Like it just went too far, and too I was much. like, I don't like this. It makes me feel un- unclean. Yeah, why couldn't they have done some spin on it? Like they're vis- visiting Wayne's world. The stu- the two characters are still doing it, but they're doing it from like a care home, and they're old men yeah, now. Like yeah, age them up even more. Yeah, like, if you're gonna chuck these characters in, you should just do something a bit different with them, I guess. I agree, but it's fine. It was a very harmless sketch. Probably the highlight, one of the best bits for me. Even though it wasn't great, it was fine. Mm. And they they messed up trying to get a bit of the card out of the thing, and they were like, <laughs> "Oh, that's live TV for you." Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's Whatever. always. I feel like it is. 
It's not. I was going to say it's always nice to see Mike Myers, but then did you see that film he did, the Panopticon or whatever it was called? I didn't watch the Pentagon. Or the the pa- Pentagon. Whoa, what was the thing that you just, what was that word you Panopticon. said? Panopticon. Panopticon. That joke went over your head. <laughs> it did. I you need to what. go to the Panopticon, mate. Oh, mate, I'm feeling tired. <laughs> the, the Optician Cons or whatever they're called. I, I do kind of like Mike Myers, but I don't know if that's just because I like Shrek. Yeah, I think the same. But fine, he didn't do anything bad here. Yeah. Um, and then there was a man with, I don't know who he was, but he had the craziest hair I've ever seen in my life. He had like a pompadour wig on. Oh, yeah. You sent me a message about this. Oh, the man introducing Paul Simon has the maddest hair I've ever seen. I looked down at my phone just after Wayne's World and I looked up and Paul Simon was on the screen and I didn't yeah. bother to rewind it. Well, there's just a man like there and he had this crazy, like, like Elvis quiff and he went, Who was like, it? Don't know. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Simon, and then it cut away from him. <laughs> and I was like, what was with that man's hair? <laughs> How can we find out who it is without watching the whole thing again? Paul Simon, 40th, SNL 40th, because it'll surely show up straight away. Paul Simon, SNL 40th. I don't even know what to search for. Still crazy after all these years. Oh, no, it cuts straight to him. Oh, what about when Keith Richards was on it as well? Was he in it? Oh, yeah, he was. I think he introduced Paul McCartney. Oh, no, I'm right in the middle of the fucking... This isn't going to be worth it, because it's just going to be someone we don't know. Yeah, but I'm going to screenshot it. (laughs) Come on, I can't fast-forward. I can rewind 10, but I can't fast-forward 10. So I'm going to have to wait in real time. Unless I can slightly move it forward. Come on, you motherfucker. I just, I'm just doing it for your benefit more than anyone else's. I just want to show you this mad. It's probably this just Pete mad Davidson. It probably is, but he has like a crazy pompadour wig. Well, maybe it was Sia. That's what she's I, like under the wig. I was so mental at this point. He might not even add anything crazy about his hair. Oh my God, I found him. <laughs> crazy hair. Right, print screen it and send it to me on Facebook. <laughs> What's with this guy's hair? It looks like Robbie Rotten. Okay, look at this guy. Who is he? <laughs> That's good air. That's Jack White from the White Stripes. Is that Jack White? <laughs> yeah. It was. Why has he got such horrible hair? He famously played Elvis in Walk Hard. That's exactly what that's a tribute to. That is a mad hairstyle. That's stupid. It's, that's a, it's stupid. literally at a right angle. Yeah. That's Jack White. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake. That's the stupidest hair I've ever seen in my life. I feel like it's probably not even the worst hair that he's had. Now I've Googled Jack White hair and he's got way worse hair in other pictures. He kind of reminds me of when Johnny Depp played Willy Wonka. Yeah. Looks like that quite a lot. Like, like a freak. <laughs> so yeah, Paul Simon is fine. He does a <laughs> nice little song. I don't care. Like yeah. whatever, man. I'm and then and then they all get on stage and that's the end of the show. Why didn't they all play the classics? Do you know the only person that played a classic song was when Kanye West did Jesus Walks? <laughs> Paul what Simon you, what, could have done one of his the Simon and Garfunkel songs on his own. He should have bridged over not the River Kwai. <laughs> troubled <laughs> troubled water. <laughs> he should have done his song All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, <laughs> but no, why didn't any of them why did Paul McCartney not do a Beatles song? Or did he? Maybe I'm amazed is no, that's a Paul McCartney song, but it's a famous Paul McCartney song, man. Yeah. It's in Simpsons. It was good. It was good. But like, I would have liked to have just, if this is the big celebration, you'd think they'd bring out the big guns. Mate, I fucking love... Octopus's Garden. I love Maybe I'm Amazed. That's one of the best uh, post-Beatles songs ever written. 
I mean, there's about four good ones. <laughs> and I think three of them are probably by George Harrison. <laughs> Imagine. That's John Lennon. Is it good, though? No, no. it's good. But Working class hero. It. That's by Bob Dylan, isn't it? The working class hero is so with a B. Oh, Bob Dylan. I'm almost certain that's Bob that's Dylan. That's John Lennon. That's John originally, Lennon. Originally, though. Fuck. I don't know. Let's have a look. The working class hero is so with a B. It's John Lennon, mate. John Lennon. You're the only version I like of it is the Green Day version, anyway. Um, so that was the whole show. Um, yeah. My last note is I did not have fun watching this Steve Martin, but thanks for asking. Mm. I uh, I agree. Um, Hard work getting through that. It's just yeah. not for us, though, is it? Like I think no, this no. puts it on a fine, like final note that we should just stop Saturday Night Live, stop putting it on our podcast because it's not going to. I I think we should to watch it. I think we should watch the SNL films. I think would be a really good idea because they all look shit except for Blues Brothers. No, I'm not doing that. Well, can we watch Ladies Man with Tim Meadows? Yeah, maybe we'll watch Ladies Man with Tim Meadows. Okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, not good. Not good stuff. Um, let's talk our Sandler scale then. All right. It's I... quite unnecessary doing it. It did, and also the fact that most of the things aren't even full sketches; they're just like a tiny section of a thing. That if you mm. if you don't look at the screen for one second, probably most of the tropes are hit. Yeah, uh, but for mine, I probably got a line. I don't know when though. Uh, I'll just say what I've got, and then so I had David Spade. Obviously, I had a dick joke. I had that in like the first two seconds, I think. Mm-hmm. I had shouting Sandler. I had court case because there was a caveman in a court. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I wrote that. I wrote the word caveman. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, whatever it was. I think I think that that sketch is meant to be pretty good. I think I've seen that sketch, Most the one with of them the caveman. Are pretty good, aren't they? I've seen that sketch though, and I thought it was good. Oh nice. I think Phil Hartman's playing a caveman lawyer. Right. Okay. It's all right. And then I got hit in face, but I don't remember when. What I didn't oh, yeah, get, to have happened. I didn't get KFC. Mm. I don't remember vomit. There was almost certainly vomit. I just can't remember. I don't think I remember seeing vomit either. To be because they're they're pussies. They don't want to show anything. There's like, probably gross. some mention of it. Yeah, probably but... someone saying they barfed everywhere. Ugh, I hate America. Tragic backstory. I don't. I don't think there's. <laughs> was it there? wasn't in memoriam section. That wasn't tragic backstory. That was tragic present. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> they didn't have a tragic life until then. <laughs> and then I don't remember urine. Oh, there's got to be some pee in here somewhere. Did someone kiss their very, pants? It's like they're. What is the thing with this being really like classy though? Like the sketches are really like shit and rubbish. But then in yeah. between, there's like the jazz bands and stuff. So yeah, maybe they wouldn't go to that level of urine. No, they're not pissing on the. Vomit. Saxophonists, the saxophoner, the saxists, saxophonist, the saxophonist. They're not pissed on the saxophonist's head. Yeah, no, they don't do that. I wish they had. So yeah, <laughs> a, a line probably, but um, who cares? Unconfirmed line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about you? I did get a line eighteen minutes in. Cool. Which is less than a quarter of the way through this broadcast. I got Tim Meadows. He appeared in one of the montages, but then he's he's in it a fair amount, I'd say. Mm. I think he asks one of the questions at the Seinfeld Q&A later on, but 
the yeah. time I saw him was he was getting taken off of an airplane by the David Spade air steward. Cross eyes, I ticked for Eddie Murphy in one of the montages. I could just say anything's in these montages. It doesn't matter because they were so quick. Matter, mate. I don't remember them. Anything then... could have happened in that sports one. <laughs> <laughs> and then racism, I ticked for just Steve Martin constantly mentioning that everyone there is just white. Yeah. Because that's also, I mean, some of the more famous ones are black people as well. Like Eddie Murphy, everyone knows him or knew him, I yeah. guess. So it's kind of belittling their presence. Contribution to the craft. I don't know if he was a cast member, but there was a lot of stuff with Richard Pryor as well. And like, <laughs> I don't think he was a cast member. Posted. Yeah. I also ticked Pooh for Turd Ferguson, which was the name of, I think, Norm MacDonald being Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Um, and Weed reference Timberlake mentioned that he smoked pot once. Yeah. Um, I didn't tick makeover scene uh, sequence because there wasn't any sequences. There was just montages on montages on montages. Didn't tick Pepsi because there's no brands being advertised, which is surprising. Actually, mm. it probably was, but I didn't see Pepsi. Didn't tick Sandler facial hair. I think he had quite a bald face throughout all of this. Yeah, he did. And I didn't tick that it was okay for men to be gross, but not women. Didn't see any of that. I didn't see any of that. But yeah, 18 minutes in. But a lot of those tropes are hit, but more just like the cast members and the more random little bits, I suppose. There's no big gross-out step moments like what we usually clap our hands for. (laughs) (laughs) That's what was missing, I think. Some gross-out stuff, some comedy. Yeah, it's just people in rooms talking and being annoying. Yeah. Okay. Um, So... Luke, you are now in possession of Miley Cyrus's gigantic wrecking ball from the hit 2010 single wrecking ball. You have the choice. You can wreck this whole Studio H. What's it called? I don't know. It doesn't matter. You can destroy this set. Absolutely slam it into the the band, into Mm -hmm. the big clock face, into all their really well-designed sets and set Dressing, and then crush the whole thing into a horrible little box and then throw it into the Sandler pit where yeah. it'll rot forever with, I think, SNL the last time we watched it and also a lot of films Coneheads. Uh, like Coneheads. Yes. Or will it be hallowed in the... Uh, we'll have an auditorium built in the castle where they'll be able to constantly kiss each other's asses and <laughs> say how great they were in 1979 <laughs> over and over again for the rest of uh, time. Where are we going to put SNL 40th anniversary special? For me, I don't think it'll be any surprise to say that it's going in the lawn pit. Um, I mean, the Sandler <laughs> pit, sorry. I'm just so obsessed with lawn right now. We just now. love lawn. Lawn. <laughs> yeah, I had a really bad time watching this. There was nothing in it that made me want to revisit anything from Saturday Night Live. It just felt so self-congratulatory and self-indulgent and just, yeah, it was just exhausting. It was just loud, constant noise, constant, just people being absurd. And I don't know, it felt like it had so much, but it also felt like so much was missing. And just overall, it just wasn't a good experience for me. And it's two hours and 40 minutes. I'll never get back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? Yeah, uh, no good. Also, a quick peek behind the curtain. Uh, we're recording this episode on Valentine's Day night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is very funny, and I think contributing to just 
how painful this experience is. We watched this so late last night as well. Mm-hmm. You you were like 15 minutes behind me. And yeah, it's just an endless barrage of noise. Like it's just a constant like drum beat or sax solo and just mm-hmm. constant laughing and noise. And when yeah. I turned it off, I was never so focused so deeply on the silence and the sudden lack of noise. It felt so calm. It felt like... I was just laying on a beach. <laughs> I felt so relaxed once it was over and so on edge for like two and a half hours. There's a lot of people in this that I really, really love who've been in films that I adore um, and none of them made me laugh. And I think that fair play to anyone who likes SNL. I'm not going to take that away from you. But for me, this is definitely in the pit. I did not enjoy this uh, yeah. in any way, shape or form. No, I agree. I think fair enough for him to want to celebrate it, but making us have to watch it. (laughs) Too fair. I don't think Lorne Michaels forced us to to watch this for this podcast. Maybe not. But you literally, every time after I turned it off, every time I blinked, there was a grayscale photo of an old man on a background that said Saturday Night Live, then a random name that I'd never heard of, and a saxophone playing, and people cheering. How many times did that happen in this? One was Eddie Murphy. I thought at first it was people that died, but then one was (laughs) Eddie Murphy. (laughs) You know, before every break, like every time they went away. (laughs) How did did they decide who who they were going to celebrate like that? I don't know. Yeah, because who wrote this? Did they they all write Eddie Murphy? But why not like Mike Myers? Yeah, and why not like Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, doing Chevy Chase and. Yeah, it's quite weird, isn't it? That? How do they select the comedy legend? That... Also, didn't Jim, like a lot of the people in this, they didn't get on SNL? Mm. I think like Zach Galifianakis, maybe, and Jim Carrey. I don't think they were on SNL. I think they yeah, didn't pass. <laughs> why Why have they got a stranglehold over the industry like this? <laughs> They need to stop. They need to stop this now. Fair play to them anyway. I can't wait to do the 50th anniversary and... Yeah. Here's to another 40 years. Thanks, SNL. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right, well, that's firmly in the pit. And we've discovered yet again that we don't like Saturday Night Live. Shock, shock. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Everyone else seems to really like it. God, have you seen the reviews for this on Letterboxd? They're amazing. I know. It's got a lot of fours and fives, hasn't it? Yeah. And I was like, I felt I didn't rate it because I was like, this isn't entertainment. (laughs) I think I gave it a big old one You gave it one. Which is quite <laughs> rare for me. I don't really give things one star ever. Um, but anyway, let's have some fun. I invented invented a game. I didn't invent okay. it. It's just true or false. But um, it's called Saturday Night Lies. So you, these are all facts or not facts about Saturday Night Live. Quite simply, you just have to tell me um, if it's a truth or a lie. Okay. I've done, I've done nine of these because I stopped because you said you'd finished work early. So then I just rushed to um, set up my kit rather than to uh, finish Waste making more of the game. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Waste any more of my time on, on Saturday Night Live. Okay, first one. John Goodman has hosted SNL the most times. Um, True or lie? I think that's a lie. It is a lie. It was Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I think they even said it in this, Alec Baldwin's hosted the most times. Yeah, I think it might... I'm not sure if it's a more recent thing, though. Apparently him and Steve Martin were tied for quite a while. Um, but I think he's done it like 16 times or something like that. That's too many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Billie Eilish is the youngest person to host and perform as a musical guest on the same episode of SNL. 
I mean, how old is that? Billie Eilish is like 18, right? So who, who's younger? She is now. Who's, who has been a child singer? Uh, Michael Jackson? I don't think he was... Like, I don't think he hosted it. What, what other child people? Billie Piper? <laughs> <laughs> After bringing that, that one song that she had when she was young. <laughs> um, I think this is true. It's false. It was Britney oh. Spears. Oh! I know, no. right? Okay, the next one. Truth or lie? Uh, Donald Trump has hosted twice. Uh, false. I think he's hosted once. It was true. He's host- hosted twice. Damn. Once in 2004 and then once in 2016, I think it was. Oh, that feels very close to uh, his presidency. Was... No, it was it was when he was doing his campaign, I'm pretty certain. When this episode came out, he announced his campaign like four months after or something like that. So, yeah. Um, true or false, Ben Affleck has hosted five times. That's such a specific fucking... Um, true. Yeah, it was true. He has hosted five times. Cheers, yeah. Ben. Um, Barack Obama has hosted an episode. False. False. He's just had a guest appearance. Yeah. And he okay. seems a bit too, like, like a... Like a he's, normal serious person, he's not too like cool. a, not like an idiot who would make a, a fucking fool of themselves, appearing in these horrible sketches, pretending to be from California. <laughs> these these show off idiots. <laughs> All right, truth or lie? There have been numerous sketches about the hosts joining a secret society called the Five Timers Club. Um, true, because I think they do a sketch with this with Tom Hanks and Steve Martin and. Paul Simon, and I think they show it in this, and I think I've seen that. So yeah, true. It is true. Paul Simon has hosted SNL six times. No, I think probably a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. False. Uh, it was false. He's hosted four times. Oh, um, why was he in the Fivers Club then? Next one. True or false? Oh. Paul Simon is a member of the Five Timers Club. Well. Uh... I think I think well he's only hosted four times, but he was in that sketch and he was wearing a cut a dressing gown. So I'm gonna say true. <laughs> Are you a member? You've got a dressing gown on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was true, yeah, because he's appeared on the show many many times. He's the yeah. only member of the Five Times Club to have not hosted five times. Yeah, pretty good fact. Last one. Stuart saves his family. Is the SNL movie that made the least money? True or false? True or lie? What's that? Stuart saves his family. Stuart saves his family. Is that a real film? It's a real film. <laughs> um, no, I think it was um, the one that's like, I am Babs. <laughs> I am Tam. I think that was the lowest for box office grossing. So uh, uh, yeah, you get an extra point for that. You've made the whole the whole. <laughs> you made yes. two points. It was false, <laughs> and it was it's Pat. <laughs> Which made 60k from a budget of 8 million. <laughs> that's probably one of Lord Michael's fucking breakfasts. Oh, that's so fucking yeah, it's shit. It was a big flop. But Stuart Savage's family was a big flop as well. It only made like 900,000 from like a something million budget. I really want to watch these films. They look awful. I feel like we looked up It's Pat before, but I can't remember why. Why? I don't know. I I feel there's something about that that stood out to me. I don't know why, but 
Yeah, very bad stuff. All right, well, that was um, Saturday Night Lies. Very simple, classic Sandler game. Nice and quick, mm. unlike the rest of this episode or like the thing <laughs> that we had to watch. But that's us done for the day. We can go and enjoy Valentine's evening right. together. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got me? <laughs> You'll find out when you're asleep. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so what are we going to be doing next time? Next time on the Sandler Pit, we are going to be doing... It's Pat. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Knock, knock, who's there? It's Pat. <laughs> Should we do it? It's Pat. <laughs> no, we are not doing It's Pat. <laughs> We're going to be doing uh, Dickie Roberts' Child Star or whatever. Oh, yeah, called. way better. <laughs> yeah. We're only watching good stuff now. <laughs> so uh, this is a David Spade-led film that we've left until really late in the day. Yes. Uh, I think Adam Sandler produced it. That's why we're watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty certain he did. Um, but either way, we are trying to watch as many of like the Happy Madison films as possible. And unfortunately, this is another one. Um I've seen some of this film, but I can't remember it. I feel like yeah. I feel like it opens with like a montage of him when he's younger, when he's a child star, surprise, surprise. And I feel like I remember finding like one joke in that funny. And then as soon as he became an adult, I think I lost attention, which isn't really like me. Usually I see things through to the end, even if they're terrible. But I feel like I'll like watch this the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'll see this through. Don't you worry. But um, yeah, Burke saw the opening scene a bunch of times. He's got a catchphrase, which I won't mention, but you'll find out soon enough. Okay. I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. Do you know anything about Dickie Roberts? Nothing. Uh, I know that David Spade's in it, and yeah. uh, that's it. That says enough, doesn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> it means you probably won't watch it in your own time if you do this podcast. Yeah. I mean, Joe Dirt was all right. Yeah, it was okay. Don't know if this will be, though. Yeah. Well, if you want to see our opinion on that, uh, or you want to suggest something for us to watch in the future, maybe if you really want us to cover It's Tam, or um, Stuart Saves His Family. It's Pat. It's Pat. It's (laughs) not Tam. No, because the whole point is that it's like an androgynous character. So that's like a... You know, non-gendered name. I don't know anything about... I've just heard the title. I don't know anything about it. You've not seen It's Pat. (laughs) So it's Pat, Stuart Saves My Family, The the Ladies' Man. Coneheads again. Uh, Coneheads again. If you want us to watch any of these, please email us, thesandlerpit at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on our socials at the Sandlerpit. Yeah, we'll I'm take begging, any suggestions. I'm begging you don't ask us to do that, please. Please, someone ask us to do that, because I really want to do that. Don't bother. It's not you worth could... it. Uh, also, if... Okay, Lord Michaels, I want you to stop listening now. Okay, so everyone who's still around, please, can you rate us five stars on, on Spotify? Oh, God. If, if you want to give I'm us sorry a bad review, being... give us a bad review, because... Oh, yeah, who cares anymore? <laughs> We've given everything bad reviews, haven't we? We haven't. We're just no. bad things. Yeah, like, like, like the entire every famous and notable comedian in the US. Yeah. <laughs> Where they all started. Where they put all their heart and love and soul into. Yeah. Um, yeah, give us a nice five-star review if you want. It if you've got us. nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. That's what we always say. Now, DM us and we'll, we'll hash it out. <laughs> like a <Yeah>. certain director. <laughs> uh, thank you, Joe Tyrone, for doing all the music for this podcast. And if you want to check out the podcast we do with Joe Tyrone, that is Real Boys. Real at Boys. Real Boys Pod any, everywhere. R-E-E-L-B-O-Y-Z. Real Boys yeah. Pod. 
Real with two E's, boy with a Z. Yeah. Pod with a pod. How else are you going to spell it? Um, (laughs) Thank you to Luke Thomas for your artwork and your input on this podcast. There's no one else I'd rather see through two and a half hours of comedy gold with. (laughs) Oh, God. What can I draw for this? Oh, God. Myself shooting myself in the head. (laughs) Dan Aykroyd putting us in a blender. (laughs) Oh, God. That's good, isn't it? Um, and yeah, thank you, Luke Terry, for uh, editing together all these episodes. Uh, always great. You're welcome. This is a, a rare time where our episode isn't as long as the thing that we've watched, which is, <laughs> which is good. That is good. <laughs> Makes a nice change. Uh, so yeah, so come back next time when we're going to be doing Dickie Roberts, uh, former child star. And until then, it's been a very, <laughs> it's been a very happy Saturday night for me. Mm, has it? And a very. <laughs> And a very happy salivai from him. Happy Valentine's Day, baby. Happy, <laughs> happy Valentine's Day. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend.